P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And Shelby, I forgot to mention this in the last episode, so I'm bringing up now <laughs> oh, no. The Hunt. The Hunt. The uh, movie that I was so passionately yes. looking forward to last year that was cut out of theaters because of weird political reasons is now <laughs> back. I've been waiting for this day and it's coming out like in just a few short weeks. And also uh, the marketing campaign on this is great because they are fully <laughs> leaning into the fact that they stupidly canceled it because of some like <laughs> pressure from Donald Trump and are like, it's the most talked about movie that no one's ever seen. And uh, now it's yeah. coming out. There's like some Still weird throwaway lines dumb. about the president in the trailer. Honestly, this is the best thing that could have happened in this movie because <laughs> for as much yes. as I was psyched up to watch this, I don't think that that many other people were. But the fact that it then got canceled and is now being brought back, I think there's a high level of interest and a lot more people will watch this than would have so? originally past October. I think so. Or at okay. least it has more notoriety. Yeah. <laughs> because anybody who would have seen it then is going to see it now. And then I bet some other people will be right. like, why didn't Donald Trump like this? So, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I think they're very excited about it, too. They, they're they really leaning into this. And I think they're anticipating the same energy you're, you're projecting. So I'm happy for you all. I hope it's better than... It's got than... Emma Roberts. <laughs> it's got yeah. Hillary Swank. I'm pretty sure she dies pretty early on if the trailers are anything to... Well, I think that they're all going to die. Like, (laughs) there's a lot of, like, semi-big name people in this who aren't very much in the trailer. So I'm thinking, yeah, you're not lasting too long, Glenn Howerton. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'll love it. I'm excited. Okay. Anyways, that was just, that was a rampage. (laughs) Just Um, had to get that out there. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So follow us on social media. We're doing a mailbag episode next week. Send us your questions to psurong at gmail.com or DM us on social media platforms. We're at psurong. Um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done that already because it would be really great and we'll read it on air. Okay. Anything else? Or should we dive into this trailer? Uh, Let's get this trailer over with. So the much-anticipated next Wes Anderson movie uh, dropped its trailer. It's called The French Dispatch. And let me just say that I am already a sucker for this movie. The, like, descriptor is a love letter to journalists set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city. How am I not here for this? You know, like, this is just, like, me in a nutshell. Journalist movie, like, quirky, weird. I am here for it. Yes. Mm, Love pretentious. (laughs) And... While I have not loved some of, like, Wes Anderson's, the weird stop motion things, like, Isle of Dogs, Fantastic Mr. Fox, I'm like, whatever. But I loved Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, that was such a fun movie. And this has that same vibe to me. It The cast has a million people in it. And it just looks like, I have no idea really what the plot of this is. Will there be a plot? Probably not. But it's like, I don't know. It It looks beautifully shot and, like, quirky and weird and whatever so i'm excited why do you hate wes anderson oh um i just i just don't respond well to that oh just the kitschy like the color scheme like everything about it just feels so i don't even know if pretentious is the right word it's just like it's just so cloying to me it's just like get over yourself (laughs) nothing about it like works for me it's just it's just show for the show of it i've never liked a i've never liked a wes anderson film and i've seen like oh royal tin bombs oh grand budapest like i just i don't respond well to it i feel like style trump's story for him and i just don't appreciate that vibe so this is also very like confusing it's a huge cast it seems like they're doing something where like the real world is in color and then when they do these stories for the magazine it's in black and white which just like eye roll i just into I, it i can't i'm just like i know that people who like wes anderson look down on people like me for being so like anti this style but it just doesn't do anything for me i don't think it adds to any interesting characters or story choices it's just like Oh, look at this cute pastel like color scheme. Isn't that cool that everything matches this little kitschy idea of a world that Wes Anderson made up? I just can't get into it. 
This coming from the woman who liked Underwater, a a movie (laughs) shot mostly in the dark on shaky cam where you couldn't (sighs) see a dang thing. I don't know how those are related. I really don't. Like... I'm just like, <laughs> like what's the point Wes you're making Anderson's here? Anderson's are so clean and pretty <laughs> and the shots are like so well put together and you're over here like uh, yes underwater which is like such a bad movie I don't I think I think what is... you're avoiding here I think honestly what it comes down to is that I don't care about a style of a film as long as the story is there so like Parasite has great style there's a great like thematic energy to all its different layers I can get behind that Wes Anderson is just like, how do I take a story and make it the most Wes Anderson thing you can possibly see? And I just, I think that just robs any story of like, of true, I don't know, it just becomes the Wes Anderson show. It's just like a very annoying choice stylistically. So I don't think I'm any better for not liking Wes Anderson films. I just don't like them. Fine. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Another reason why I'm really excited about this is because that there is a still in the trailer of Elizabeth Moss standing in front of a blackboard <laughs> where she is diagrammed like a really long sentence. And all through middle school and high school, I had a English teacher who had us diagram everything and I yeah. freaking love it and find it so <laughs> helpful. I still like sort of half diagram things in my head when I'm writing sometimes and... So just oh to see the lost art of sentence diagramming like brought... <laughs> to the forefront of the American consciousness in this Wes Anderson movie with Elizabeth Moss is just like the representation that I need in 2020, you know? So I just feel like they, he has a huge cast cast of very talented people, but they just end up being caricatures. Like Timothy Chalamet's in this, obviously Saoirse Ronan, Elizabeth Moss, like Francis, um, what's her face and Bill Murray. And they're all here. But they're all just playing these caricatures. It's just like they're not doing anything interesting. Uh, I just I can't get into it. Well, they all just have little bit roles. It's like everybody he likes to if somebody is in one of his movies, he likes (sighs) having them in lots of his movies. So they'll show up as like a gas station attendant or like a person who works at a pastry shop or whatever. So you have all these big name people who are filling roles that usually would go to like no name people, but they just want to be in a Wes Anderson movie. I'm sort of surprised that Lucas Hedges isn't in this because he's been in the (laughs) last two live action ones. And I was like, where's my boy Lucas? He's very white. So that also fits into Wes Anderson's scheme of, of well, this time Jeffrey films. Wright is in it, and he's a main character in this one, yeah. and so is Benicio del Toro. So Wes Anderson is—he's trying, he's, he's growing. Trying yeah, there, I guess <laughs> yes, he's growing, expanding. What was it that um that you loved so much that uh friggin' Joker said in his acceptance speech about like people change and whatever? <laughs> people change. Wes yeah. Anderson—he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd I'd rather talk about Sonic than this. So let's get into the. <laughs> The real I star mean, of this episode. Yes. Sonic <laughs> Um, Can we just touch down for a second? Okay. I need to say before we get oh, into no. this that yeah. I thought that Sonic the Hedgehog was going to be a bad movie, as we all did, which I yeah. will discuss. We'll discuss. I ended, I saw this on oh, at man, like 10 in the morning. At 10 in the morning with my friend Jamie. <laughs> we went on, and saw man, it. I'm we smuggled bagels into the theater. <laughs> it was just us and all these little kids. I was so prepared to hate it. Oh my gosh, guys. Sonic the Hedgehog oh is a great gosh. frigging movie. It's so fun and everybody is loving it it has a 95 percent audience score on rotten tomatoes and oh we're going by audience score now is that what we're doing is that what is that the new thing we'll go with whatever helps my argument the most okay (laughs) you know and it has a 60 something in credit so but anyways this movie is so good and so fun and okay let's get into it but i am a stan (laughs) yeah i just oh man Matt, I just, I know it's like every year, right around this time, you find some movie that becomes your ride or die. And I just, it always blows my mind what it ends up being. Last year, obviously, we had Isn't It Romantic? And I would beg for a moment like that. <laughs> I, I, you don't know what, what you have till it's you gone. Liked, like, you liked this less than Isn't It Romantic? <laughs> this movie was not good. No. This movie, no, especially no. for adults, Matt, Shelby. come on. Shelby. Oh, my Shelby. gosh. 
stop. This is so embarrassing. I'm embarrassed of your opinions a lot, but this one just takes the cake for me. (laughs) This is coming from the person who loved the friggin' Pikachu Pikachu movie last year. And Pikachu could eat Sonic for breakfast. Oh my God. Pikachu, oh my word. I cannot. Like, design alone, story, acting, voice work. No, this movie. Oh, I'm just embarrassed. I can't. This might be like semi blasphemy on this podcast, but the movie that I kept coming back to while watching this was another movie that I thought I was going to hate that turned out to just be so charming (laughs) and sweet, which was Instant Family. I just kept getting Instant Family vibes the whole time I was watching this. Instant Family was so fresh, so original, had great characters, great performances. Oh my God. This was a series of sad 80s references, boring jokes that no longer landed, and poor story work. Oh my gosh. I don't... Okay. Let's get into the production woes of this film shall we before before we get to the you know final revelation that this is actually a great movie it's based on the video game franchise (laughs) which started with sonic the hedgehog released in 1991 on sega genesis were you like a son did you play any of the video games shelby did you have any pre-attachment to this at all no no, I definitely played like the reboots of the original games on like Game Boy, maybe at some point. Mm. I've I've played like the originals in some setting, though. Definitely wasn't on Sega because we didn't have that. And then also, me and my siblings played a number of the games that they had on the GameCube and the Wii. So like Sonic Adventure Battle Two is the best, like one of the best video games ever. Me and my siblings played it so much, <laughs> especially the, there's a, there's like a story mode, which is great, but there's also like a two player mode. The only problem is you can only play with two people. You can't play with four, which is frustrating, mm-hmm. but there's a treasure hunting mode on it. That's just fantastic. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. They've had this movie in the works since 1993, Yeah, but a bunch of those shows. other, <laughs> yeah, well, a bunch of those other video game movies like didn't really pan out. So then they started scrapping it. Sony buys the rights in 2013 to the movie. They hire on the team that eventually will make it. But then at some point they decide they don't want to make it. So then Paramount buys the rights, but the team sort of stays on. At some point, Paul Rudd was in talks to take the James Marsden role. Do you think this movie would have been better with him? (laughs) Shelby, no. No, it would not have because he yes, is kind of cloying sometimes. And James Marsden is just so sweet. <laughs> James Marsden is just so bland. And I love James Marsden as like a leading rom-com man. But in this and like he's done a couple different like the Chipmunk movie. Like he just ends up playing this like empty dad mode. It just doesn't make any sense. I forgot about the Chipmunk movie. Yeah, I, he has a thing what? for weird animated live Someone action Someone on this podcast definitely had the... Elvin and the Chipmunks soundtrack on you? his <laughs> iPod and listen oh to it quite gosh. often at some point, but yeah. have not revisited in quite oh a while. Dear. So exciting things going on. Yeah, uh, It's a directorial debut from Jeff Flower, who was an <laughs> Oscar nominee for animated short back in 2004, but hasn't really made anything else. The screenwriters are also random people. They apparently did some show called Golan the Insatiable which had 12 episodes on Fox at one point, but I had never heard of it. Um, so it's a relatively like new cast. But the craziness comes with the trailer that launched yes. last year. Walk us through that, Shelby. Well, I mean, there had been a lot of questions of why are they making Sonic a live action? It's sort of weird. What will this look like? The first poster alone had featured like a very long-legged, not-at-all-hedgehog-looking Sonic. And people were like, hmm, okay... And then the trailer dropped. I rewatched it to like remember what it looked like. It was horrifying. It was like a very tall Sonic. He had no gloves. He just had white paws, which my husband felt very ashamed of. And he had human teeth, like a very like realistic, almost human-esque facial structure. And it was just like alarming how he looked and how he moved. People immediately freaked out on social media. It was just like traumatizing for millennials everywhere. Um, so there was a huge backlash against this. A lot of people started to feel bad about this backlash when 
Sonic started responding to it. Like they were like, we've heard you. We're going to go back and fix it, which immediately was like, oh, like, sorry to all your VX workers. Like that's a big ask for something. So they decided to push the movie from I think it was supposed to be fall of 2019 to now the spring early whatever early 2020 and so it was like a thing where they actually decided to change it based on (laughs) basically the internet deciding this was the worst thing they'd ever seen at first I was like that is pretty dumb of this company to just like give in to these demands but having seen the movie and the new design like it definitely made a lot of sense and I think it saved the movie for what it was I think it was a good move because they knew that yeah. They had a good story here with their okay, eyes on, and well, they had good well. performances. Like the movie okay. has a lot to offer that a lot of people are into. Like this movie made a lot yeah. of money and also it it has a really good audience. Like like there's stuff here that people like and to have such like a jarring animation feature in it really I think could have tanked it and especially when you look at like the cats model where that trailer came out and yeah. everyone was like oh my gosh this looks bad and they were like nope tough luck we're putting it out anyways yeah. like i think that cats would have done better i mean that was a bad movie in a lot of ways but it, i think maybe it could have done better and saved itself a little bit of dignity if they had waited and been like okay yeah you know what we're just gonna wait and have it come out in may and spend the extra time so that we can at least have all of the yeah. effects look good yeah. But because the original Sonic, this is maybe a deep cut reference. Do you watch Criminal Minds at all, Shelby? <laughs> um, I mean, I've seen a couple episodes, yeah, but not. There is an uh, there is an episode where the serial killer, for whatever reason, you know, on Criminal <laughs> okay. Minds, is just making up these bizarre serial killers. Yeah. What he does is he takes human eyes. And puts them in taxidermied animals. And that is the vibe that I was getting from the original Sonic. Like, oddly, like, weird taxidermy, kind of human, kind of not. Like, oh, I took some elderly woman's teeth and put it in this weird blue taxidermied, you know, woodchuck. That was what it looked like. But then now they changed it. And it's very cute and very sweet. (laughs) And I can definitely see people being, like, very into buying plush dolls of it for their children. You know? Yeah. Where you were not buying that doll of the previous version. (laughs) Yeah. And it made a lot more sense. It it sort of made you wonder why they thought the first one was ever a good idea. If it was this easy to just turn around and make it look a little bit more like the video game, but still like it could exist in the human world. So a lesson learned, hopefully, for a lot of people. I think that they were going for some kind of like Lion Kingy, like more realistic hedgehog (laughs) in the original. It did not look more realistic. Yeah, but it was less cartoony for whatever reason. And then I think once they decided, oh, we're just going to go full cartoon, it worked a lot better. Like, I was... So I went and saw it, you know, Saturday morning. So very, uh, like, very big, young child crowd. It was, like, mostly kids and then me and my friend. (laughs) And they were giving out posters, like, in the lobby of the movie. And I was sort of like, okay, yeah, no, I do not need a poster for this. But all of these kids were taking it. And the way that they were just, like, so excited and looking at this poster of Sonic made me be like, this was a good design choice. Because all of these kids are so into this. You know that this is going to help video game sales. That You know, it's like, it's going to work. This was a good (laughs) marketing move for them. (laughs) Yeah, they made a lot of interesting marketing moves with this movie. Um, There's a few product placements that were very, very obvious in this film that made you remember, oh, wait, this is a corporation that wants to make a profit off of its dumb video games, turning them into movies that they'll then make these sort of product placement deals that will then spin off into more. It was just insane. The way, honestly, when the movie started, the most chilling part was when the movie started and it features like a clip of the actual original Sega game. And you're like, oh, is this how it starts? But then it just slowly zooms out and you see all the other games. And then you realize you're looking at the title card for Sega and realizing that, oh, wait, they're going to make all these movies into into live action films like that's the future and i was just like where's martin scorsese when you need him like this is not cinema like please speak out against this like we don't need oh my a gosh live shelby 
When when that happened to me, I was like, I don't recognize a single one of these games <laughs> other than Sonic. So yeah, I think too. they're going to turn them all into video games is a stretch. They're going to try. In general, don't. Oh do my that gosh! Well, so. But this one did well, and that means that they have no reason not to try and make whatever weird game they had a live action. Like that's the point. They already made a title card that features it all, like it's a Marvel or DC sort of franchise of films and stories. So it's just like. That's when you know you're being set up for the rest of the world. Like, this is 1984 happening in real time. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Shelby. <laughs> my word. <laughs> Talk about over-exaggerating. Okay, so the plot of this movie is interesting. Because I think the is obvious it? choice would be like, Shelby, <laughs> I do not have the time to deal with your hateful descent of good things in this world. You know? Uh... I do not understand the, it, nor will I acknowledge it. The story exists. The story is there. There is a plot. There, It's a very simple plot, but it's a kid's movie, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. But what's interesting, I think, is that if you're pitching a Sonic movie, the obvious mm-hmm. choice to me is, like, okay, do, like, a movie about all of the things that are in Sonic, because there's all these different characters. It was also a comic book series for a long time, so there's lots of like but very Sonic. They wanted it to be live action, though. They needed right the well. So then they they world. put it in this world, and <laughs> basically the plot is that Sonic is very powerful. He's very fast. His like fur is is sort of magic or whatever, and <laughs> he. People are on the hunt for him. He is given these bag of rings that he can use to like transfer into other dimensions. And that's part of the video game series. Mm-hmm. So he uses them to trans to go different places. He is hiding out in Green Hills, Montana, which is the town where uh, James Marsden's character is the sheriff and his wife, who's played by Tika Sumter, who is also fantastic, is like the town veterinarian. They're hanging out. But Sonic is playing baseball one night and is so into it aw, that he creates a power <laughs> surge. So then the government and no, he's evil not Dr. Robotnik. He's very sad. Yeah, but he's also like. He's like no. The whole thing the is game. no. You know what I mean? He's, he's sad that the, very he's hard. sad that he's. You're missing the only emotional crux of the film is that Sonic is alone in the world. He can't reveal himself well, to yes. anyone, and so he's playing a game alone and realizes no one can high five him, and he's sad and he's lonely, and so he starts running in circles faster and faster and faster until all the energy he's pent up just explodes out of him and wipes out the power on the on the. I don't know how far it goes, but throughout this town and enough to get the attention. I can't believe you're making me explain the emotional crux See, of this dumb this. You're story. You're no. <laughs> no. So I'm Dr. Not. Botnick, played by Jim Carrey, shows Horribly. up because he's the bad guy in... What did you say? I... S- uh, you cannot pretend Jim Carrey's doing a good job here. And I'm not a Jim oh, Carrey hater. I love Jim Carrey's stuff. Gosh, Jim Carrey Shelby. is the worst part of this film. No. And it's the fact that he's relying no. on his same 90s humor oh, that drags this story down gosh. to a boring, unrevelatory <laughs> film. Matt, I'm so embarrassed that you thought Jim Carrey did good. Jim Carrey has been doing all kinds of different things for like the past 10 different years. He things. hasn't well like weird stuff. Like he hasn't <laughs> been doing his usual shtick. And this is like the perfect role for that. Wait, what has he it's been doing? Ba- <laughs> I thought he hasn't been in movies really since like He was in like Grinch. Kidding, he was in The Bad Batch. Like yeah, but he hasn't been doing like his I'm I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, my gosh, Jim Carrey, back to the same thing that we've seen in the last 75 movies he's been in. Like, he hasn't really done much in a while. Um, okay. Dark Crimes. I don't know what that is. Um, but it's, oh, look, Kick Jim Carrey's too. back to his old stick of being a weird, zany, like, children's film side but, piece. But it works so well in that <laughs> because it's like a smaller role and... Not and it enough. reminded me so much of him in a series of unfortunate events, which is oh, also no. just like an amazingly magical movie. I <laughs> love it. It's a classic. Oh, no. Oh, Matt. I need to start Look. looking for a new host. 
Shelby. Today, Vulture.com released a ranking of all of the Jim Carrey movies, and Serious Unfortunate <laughs> Events was in the top 10. So just think <laughs> okay. about that. It was that and Sonic was ranked higher than The Grinch. So. Either way, he's just doing his wild, zany weirdness. He has an assistant who's like a, the straight man, and their relationship, I think, is really funny throughout the whole thing. Anyways, I can just like, picture Bonnick, you in the theater like laughing harder than any of the kids around yes! you, and I feel secondhand embarrassment. No, like, the, I, kids were in, the kids I'm were so into it. My friend was into it. I'm Everyone just... in the theater was into it, except for there was a thin, angry-looking 30-year-old white woman, like, two seats <laughs> behind me, who, you know, was there with her clipboard, and she's like, no, no, not as good as my, um, uh, not as good as, as little, if, and if not you're as talking good as about me, I take offense. I am not 30 years old. I feel so attacked right now. Let the record show that Matt just aged me in a cruel undercut of my self-esteem. <laughs> So rude, Shelby. You are like six months older than me, so you're the you're the oldest yeah. person on this podcast. Well, let me say, I went and saw this in suburbia because we were out like shopping or whatever. So we ended up going to a movie theater that was full of children on this Saturday matinee, and yeah, we were. I was like, oh, this will be fun because like when you're in a crowd that's enjoying something, you tend to enjoy something more. That's just science. I didn't laugh a single time except in what? derision. No. I was no. so bored. I was like, I, this was just the laziest children's Did film Rob because it like just it? assumed. No, we were both just sitting there like, I wish no, this was better. Rob. It wasn't like I was actively hating it. It was just like, I am bored out of my mind. I'm sick of the 80s references. I'm sick of the Fortnite dances. Like, all these jokes were clearly written two to three years ago since the movie takes that long to get made. But it's like they just are so boring and lazy and like bottom of the barrel type stuff. I just was so unmoved by it. You were scoff laughing at a children's showing. It of happened Sonic once. The I scoffed laughed when they pulled out the Olive Garden gift card. I was like, oh, oh I loved gosh. that. Olive Garden's this great. Just, What's not to love? It's just like how when much you're did there, they pay your family. to get mentioned here? Yeah. It was I mean, just a lot, I'm sure, but I was still there. <laughs> I My parents have bought me that same Olive Garden <laughs> gift card. <laughs> I, yeah. But anyways, yes, Jim Carrey is the villain in this. Mr. Robotnik, who for some reason is trusted by the government and has complete ability to open fire on well, civilians. He's not and- trusted by the government. He like the government's like he's a crackpot, but we gotta (laughs) bring him in. He's the only one who knows anything. Yeah, and so then the storyline. This is where it gets a little. uh, You call it simple. I call it uh, complicatedly bad. Um, Basically, (laughs) the whole like everything comes to a head because Mister Robotnik realizes he's looking for this alien creature. Doctor Doctor Robotnik, and so Sonic realizes he has to go on the run. But first, he wants to go see his stalker family, like the family he's been stalking a little bit. So he goes to the garage. James Marsden finds him, shoots him with a with a dart gun because his wife's a veterinarian. And um, and so through a series of awkward events, he throws his bag of rings through one of these rings and it lands on the San Francisco skyline. <laughs> So then he wakes up in a cage and he has to talk to James Marsden and like then Dr. Robotnik comes. James Marsden's wondering if he should protect this little blue hedgehog or, you know, get out of Dodge. Anyways, Mr. Robotnik in a fit of rage open fire <laughs> on James Marsden. They go on the he's run. Crazy. Then the government announces that James Marsden is a terrorist. On national news, but he happens to go unnoticed into biker bars, into gas stations. Okay, wait, wait, we need to talk about the biker bar scene. The biker bar scene is so fun. So they pull over at this gas station. (laughs) Across the street is a biker bar that is very diverse, I might add. (laughs) Like like the most diverse biker bar that has ever been invented. Mm, Sonic goes in there because he wants to cross off some things from his bucket list because he's never got to do things with other people before. And now he has a good friend in James Marsden. So they go in and the worst costume, the worst disguise where he's like, you're a child, you need to get out and he's like no he's a 40 year old and so then yeah they get into this fight 
But it's like, but because Sonic's so fast, it's like a slow motion fight yeah, it's where like he's like running stoppers. around and doing all of this stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, such a good movie. That's, oh my gosh, we're just hitting on all of my favorite like movie. early yeah, 2000s, 90s movie. movies. That had more of a with, plot than this one. With the sprinkler where it's frozen yeah, and she like moves exactly. the raindrops. How many times did I see that on a trailer? And <laughs> that was great. But then my mom, my mom wouldn't let us watch that movie because there's a scene where they're talking about how they went to some girl's like birthday party and looked at people naked and oh, which yeah. is bad i might add yeah, there was and my mom was in there yeah my mom was like well, we're not watching this again so <laughs> but anyways <sighs> yeah it's like clock stoppers type thing sonic's running around he's like pulling all these pranks on different people and then it speeds up and he's managed to like take them all out there's a couple of people wrapped up in toilet paper that's so funny so funny oh my gosh scene. it's the funniest joke i've ever seen I can't. They get I to just, no. They get to San yeah. Francisco, and the wife is staying with her sister, and so that's where they have to go. And the sister hates James Marsden for no reason, mm-hmm. but that is also really funny. The <laughs> sister's great. They like tie <laughs> her up and kind really of leave funny. her there. You know, it's funny is um, the sister who I didn't mind, but that was Rob's least favorite part. He thought she was so dumb and bad. He's like, I bet Matt's gonna think she's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so he at least knows you Uh, (laughs) i'm glad that you guys are finally catching on to my fantastic (laughs) sense of humor (laughs) they get to san francisco they go up on top of this tall skyscraper where the bag of rings is robotnik is attacking them they fall through a ring and go back to montana where they have a final big fight on the street and they end up sending Dr. Robotnik <laughs> through another ring to the mushroom planet yeah. where Sonic thought that he was going to have to live. Because apparently there's only three planets in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, Earth, he shows a map. He, he shows a map and planet. he's been to a few different worlds. And so oh, that was just true. one of them left. So and there was that plot hole accounted for. Um, I did okay. have a lot of questions, though, watching this like movie and a lot about the finale. One, first of all. I understand that these are children movies and they should be simplistic enough to follow. But children's movies can be smart. Like we've seen that, you know, we grew up on the Lion King. Like you watch someone die and you go through this emotional like trauma. You we, like the Lego movies, very successful children's movies. There's a lot of smart children's films. So I don't appreciate thinking like, oh, well, it just has to be stupid so that kids can follow it. I think that's dumb. So, I didn't think it was stupid. But it was stupid because, like you said, there were rules in this universe that didn't make sense. First of all, there's this bit like where Sonic is like, I have to get to San Francisco. And James Marsden is like, you can literally run there in five seconds. Like, just go. So then he runs, comes back, and he's like, I couldn't find it. Like, we have to go together. Let's just drive 60 miles per hour. It'll make more sense. It does not make more sense. So what makes sense is giving the kid a map and showing him where to go and then meeting him there. Whatever. I understand, though, that this is the central part of the movie. It's a it's a road trip buddy movie. So fine. I'll allow that. But then they get to San Francisco. Sonic can move at the speed of light faster than anything can see him. So he runs to the building and then immediately comes back and is like, oh, I can't go in there. The doors are guarded. What does that even mean? He can run into the building, run up a staircase and be at the top of the building and back down before the two humans blink. So that is an accepted possibility in the universe as is. So if you're going to pretend that they have to be stuck together, then I feel like they should have made it like Sonic's powers were somehow limited, like diminished when James Marsden, like, you know, tranked him or whatever. There should have been something that like justified this total like whims, like, oh, sometimes he can move fast. Sometimes it doesn't work well enough. So I don't know. I was just annoyed by that. But then you have the finale fight where they go back to this town and some of the one of the emotional like the emotional crux for James Marsden character is he wants to move to San Francisco to become a police officer because he's sick of just helping these poor townsfolk where nothing bad happens. And so I was like, cool, that makes sense. Like, whatever. But Sonic is like, this is the best place on Earth. It's the only place he's been. And <laughs> he's like, you should want to stay here. So then when the fight comes back to this small town, the bow on top of that emotional thread is that the townspeople all rally around him. <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's yes. like there's like five townspeople who see this epic space fight go down. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to make this happen, at least make them do something. But it's like they have one line where it's like, hey, we're here for you. And then they don't do anything. And I'm like, this movie could have been so much cooler if they had had this town rally around okay, Sonic. Because okay. Sonic's emotional journey was that no one knew him and he couldn't be around people. So if it would have been so easy to just have a single moment where they all like came together, had this emotional thing, or even at the end where they're like, hey... This blue guy is kind of cool. Like, we'll keep his secret. He can be on the sports teams. Like, you know, that's that would be a classic children's film, like Hannah Montana moment, where they're like, we'll keep your secret. We accept you. But there's none of that. It just became this, like, Sonic, James Marsden sort of helps showdown. I forgot that we had a space and time physicist here on the premise. To <laughs> it's pick not about movies. space and Actually, time physics. The reason why he doesn't, the, maybe Sonic is lying about not being able to get in the door because he wants to spend more time with James Marsden. Ever think about that? <laughs> he could have like, he he gotten the keys. Friends. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But it's like, give me a character that talks and explains things rather than just leaves these gaping holes and in stop and i just i just had so many questions like i even, still can't believe that you hated this movie so okay well I even the beginning sure even the beginning be okay even the beginning the whole like oh i'm a magical mythical like space hedgehog who has untapped potential or something people are trying to kill me like what's that about he straight up causes the death of his like foster mother like literally cause and effect starts and ends with sonic not obeying directions which is just yeah but he was a kid yeah i know but i'm just saying that happens in lots of movies and also also if we're going to be picking apart weird plot holes in (laughs) movies how dare you rank detective pikachu so high because that had one of the most convoluted bizarre plot that that old man wanted to turn like everybody into their pokemon because that because he was sick and they had I that weird powder to do it and then mute you can the roll back the Pikachu. tape i that didn't like bad. the storyline of pikachu as much as i like but you the ranked it like 25 of, of the year because detective pikachu is one of the cutest animated creatures to ever exist on any screen and of so any size sonic. at any time sonic is not cute sonic i'd buy doesn't sonic even look plush. like a hedgehog first of all and also <laughs> Um, the funniest thing to me, the funniest moment in the whole movie, which admittedly I don't think is a, this isn't a knock on the movie. It was literally the funniest thing is to, to, I mean, Dr. Robotnik finds one of these quills of, (laughs) of Sonic and he puts it in his little reader and then (laughs) it zooms in and one of the results are in it. It's like power source and it just says unlimited in all caps which that's the kind of that's the kind of delightfully stupid jokes that i'll allow in a children's film because it's just so funny <laughs> it was so <laughs> so dumb but it's so all funny the great stuff in this and that's your favorite part okay. yes <laughs> um exciting news though so this mm. movie made it's already made 111 million worldwide. It only had an 81 million dollar budget. It <laughs> earned 68 million dollars in its opening news, weekend, which yeah. makes it the biggest video game opener ever, beating out Detective Pikachu. It has a 95% audience score and it is easily setting up <laughs> a sequel in the in the credit scene when Tails arrives and I was so hyped. I can't <laughs> wait for the second one of these when they bring in more of the Sonic characters. Where's Amy? Where's Knuckles? Where's, where's the bat? Where's Shadow Sonic? You know, like, where's Big the Cat? Where's to call? I'm, I'm pumped. I cannot wait for this. I'm fully invested know. in this series. I just, I wish they had tried harder to make a more interesting and yeah, logical story because there's no reason for lazy storyboarding. Like you can make a smart and emotional film that is still entertaining to children, even if it's about a dumb video game. And I just, I felt like this movie was just so forgettable. Like I really just don't, I just didn't enjoy it at all. I know. I'm so sorry, but. This is like Scrooge McDuck levels here. No. 
Um, no. So I'm assuming you would say that this is a never. <laughs> I'm saying that this is a now. <laughs> okay. You yeah. have kids. This is yeah. such a good family movie. It's such a good family good. movie. It's not. I don't honestly so rather good. watch Call of the Wild. Like, really, I wish we'd talked about that. No. No. <laughs> yeah. That take, animated you take dog that looks back. better. That is blasphemy. Call yeah. of the Wild. You're going to go see Call of the Wild? I Actually, just to cleanse my palate. I want to hear about yeah. it. That's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. That is rude. <laughs> That's offensive to me. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, okay. Lightning round questions, or do you have any other weird minutia <laughs> to dissect from this movie about how you know? I just that wish wasn't better the, movies did how better so that serum better works. movies could be made. I really. That's what's so disappointing when a movie like this does so well. Is I'm like, audiences should want more than this. You know, like better jokes than just like oh is is the rock president like i just i don't know i just want more for people the rock said that he was going to run for president at one point remember i I understand but that joke was two years old that's my point is it's just like well they can't make new jokes it takes longer to make a movie (laughs) shelby so make smarter jokes than just time sensitive ones oh my god Anyways, rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. I have one. Would you rather prank a homeless man towards a psychotic break or. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Just kidding. It is a. It was a strange detail in that film, I have to say. I mean, he that didn't poor prank man. him, though. It yes, was just he that did. The guy had seen him. He tortured him. It wasn't like a funny prank. Yeah, he was mentally torturing a man who could see him. Are you joking? He was doing that whole like bear trap. That was a prank. That was a prank. Yeah, yes, he was but... torturing a sad homeless man who was then abused by his townspeople for being crazy. So, but then he was vindicated your... at the end, and he had a chainsaw <laughs> because he had been pushed to a psychotic break. Anyways, um, if you had to do a buddy road trip with uh with a rom-com star who would you who would you want that is so funny because i have the same exact question but with a video game character and oh, <laughs> so let's see if i had to go on a road trip with a rom-com star um oh, well okay so the question is like is this a rom-com as well where i should be picking oh, um, a girl or is no, no, or should no. I, I just be mean because james marsden is a famous right yes uh, rom-com okay. star so it can be a okay. buddy road trip but if you want okay. romance so, you can also factor that in no i don't i'll pick <laughs> romance okay so which male lead from a <laughs> rom-com do, would i think it'd be fun to go on a road trip with um do, 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 has chris hemsworth been in a rom-com i don't think so actually he kind of got pushed right into action you know who else has liam hemsworth margot was, robbie <laughs> I don't want. I yeah. Don't want <laughs> um. Okay. Who has been in a rom com that I really like? You know what? This. Maybe um. I'm Hanks, going Matthew to pick any of the Hughes. I'm going to go with this. This is a. This is a bold choice. Um. Win a date with Tad Hamilton star <laughs> Topher Grace. I think he would be fun on a road trip. Uh, that's great. I would choose J Lo. I think she'd be a blast. So it'd be like oh, carpool yeah, karaoke the whole way. <laughs> Okay, so then which video game character would you be taking on your fun I think I would do um, <laughs> Detective Pikachu. No, oh, Just kidding. I'd do, I mean, he's not technically a, a video game character uh, because I like him yes, as Detective. Yes, he is. A Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's a game, Shelby. That's what the movie's based on. The game features Ryan Reynolds being body swapped into a Pikachu. Oh, well, not not Ryan Reynolds, (laughs) but it's called Detective Pikachu. Okay, well, if I get the Ryan Reynolds version, then sure, I'll do that. Okay, so it's you, J-Lo, and Ryan Reynolds Pikachu. Um, I feel like I want, like, a toad on the the road trip. Like a little cute toad. Yeah. Or Yoshi. I, I think Yoshi. Me, Yoshi, and um, who did I pick? Topher Grace. Yes. Yeah. There we go. That's a movie to watch right there, baby. 
<laughs> okay, if you were to be awarded a gift card from the government, what would you want it for? What? Uh, uh, ooh, oh <laughs> Where do you gosh, want the gift card this, from? Uh, this is so many. Um, I mean, Jimmy John's, but also <laughs> the Cheesecake Factory, but also uh, Sticky's, the chicken finger place, which is the best chicken fingers in New York. If anyone's coming to visit, you need to go to Sticky's. It's great. <laughs> they have a bunch of locations. They just opened a new okay, one the other day. Okay. And, and when they have a grand post? opening, you yeah. can get you get chicken and fries for a dollar. So you this best is, believe yeah. that I'm hustling to every single one of these freaking grand openings. So yeah, Ooh, Jimmy nice. John's, Cheesecake Factory. How about you? I, I think it'd always be Taco Bell. I just would love a Taco Bell gift card so I can go whenever I want. What is your go-to at Taco Bell? My go-to at Taco Bell? Well, funny you should ask. They used to sell the grilled stuffed burrito, but they took it off the menu. Can you believe that? I was so upset. But don't you not eat meat? Yeah, but you can you can substitute the meat. Taco Bell is a very vegetarian friendly uh, fast food place. Let me Wait, tell you. So what do you get instead? Like you can do extra beans or rice or like add guacamole or whatever. So it's just like it becomes like. I didn't even know Taco Bell had guacamole. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, they do. It's featured in a lot of their burritos. But no, Taco Bell is a great vegetarian fast food choice because you can do you know, beans and rice instead of meat or in almost anything. I like the uh the Crunchwrap Supreme. Yes. Classic, but that it's has also beef very in it. Good. So. I've gotten it without um, it. I just added beans instead. Okay. If you or wait, <laughs> did you answer that question? Yes you did talk about. Okay. <laughs> if you had a bag if your bag of rings fell through a wormhole onto a national monument during uh <laughs> you being tranquilized, what monument do you think that you would like shout out randomly in your like sort of fugue state that you're in and you're falling <laughs> down um i honestly think the monument that made the most impact on me was the eiffel tower which is so cliche but it was just so beautiful to me so that would probably why did that have so much impact on you i just thought it was so stunning like i'd gone on my study abroad to london and like i loved everything but like there wasn't the same like catch your breath moment watched looking at like Big Ben than walking towards the Eiffel Tower. I don't I don't know why it just was so beautiful to me. Wait, you you lived for like a semester in London? <laughs> yeah. How did I not know this? I don't know. How did you not give me any tips on things to I do? I did. I told to you to go to Borough Market. I gave you a bunch. Are you kidding That's me? That's true. I guess you did. But yeah. I didn't realize that it was coming from like a place of actually <laughs> knowing things. I That's thought it was so like rude. fellow tourists. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it was a summer term, Where did you so go to school? Semester. Oh, you went um, over the summer. It was a... It was, so the my university has like a, a apartment they... Ho- they own there that they host all these study abroads every semester so oh so you didn't even have to take classes no you do classes it's a study oh. abroad but it's just not a full university it's just the it's just oh the gosh, study abroad this is, group this is fascinating <laughs> fascinating anyways what about um, you you newly traveled so I mean, I think it would have to be the Statue of Liberty just because <laughs> I used to live right by there. I would run by it every day while you I was You just want running. that jo- jungle to jungle I visited a couple moment. of times. I love jungle to jungle. <laughs> like whenever I think like monument, the first thing that comes to mind is like Statue of Liberty. Um, <laughs> I climbed up in the torch. No, not the torch. You can't go in the torch. And the head a couple of years uh-huh. ago. So yes, it would be the Statue of Liberty for me. <laughs> nice. Okay, if the rings worked where you could go not just to a new place but a enter a movie, what movie would you want to jump through and live in? Oh my gosh, this is such a tricky question. Oh, no, it's not. It's not a tricky question at all. Harry Potter. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um just because you want to witness wizards or you think you'd become a wizard? No, because I want to go to Hogwarts. And okay. let's be real. I'd probably be a wizard. I'm No, like, but you wouldn't like be. That, you'd you know? be you. You would have just jumped through a time. Yeah, well, I could acquire ring. magical abilities somehow <laughs> or another, Shelby. You know? Maybe. Okay. But see, here's the thing. Maybe I have secret magical abilities, but they're just not. I can't use them in this world because, you know. 
Right. It's not a magical world. But then in that one, it would be. Right. Don't, don't try to crush my dreams, <laughs> Shelby. Be like, you be filched there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I w- it would be a dangerous choice, but I would want to go to Jurassic Park and like hang out with the trio and see like how I would do in that scenario. Oh, you'd 100% get eaten. <laughs> Just like one wild weekend, you know, I'd be like, yeah, let's do this. But I'd be armed with a lot of, I would know everything that was going to happen. I don't think I would die. I think I'd be their hero. Yeah, but you are so thirsty for an Instagram opportunity, <laughs> Shelby, that you I'd would 100% like... get get eaten by one of them dinosaurs you're trying to get a picture with. <laughs> yeah. You're right. The first person to get eat would be Rob, and then you would be the second person. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored. Um, which comedian would you not want to be an assistant to? All of the assistant who has to uh, help Jim Uh Carrey in this movie. Um, hmm, that I wouldn't want to be assistant to. I mean, honestly, probably like Will Ferrell or. Um, maybe not Will Ferrell as much as Adam Sandler. I would hate to work for Adam Sandler. Oh my gosh. I just got seems hives. Like he's nice to me. No, I changed my mind. I said okay, Adam yeah. Sandler. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does Lena Dunham count as a comedian? Because that's who I'm picking. <laughs> I don't think she does, but I'll allow it just for the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? Um, no, that's a good note to end on, I think. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, well, you guys should all see Sonic. It's a family favorite <laughs> classic. Soon to have a sequel, yeah, hopefully. Totally. And if you have questions about Matt's taste or less likely my taste, feel free to email us for our mailbag episode coming out next week. Uh, you can send your questions to PSURong at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter at PSURong. And uh, leave us a review so we can feel good about ourselves. Yeah, ask questions to Shelby about any other secret, like, (laughs) long-standing study abroad opportunities that she's had and not shared with us. (laughs) Keeping it under wraps. Did something happen in London that, you know, you were, like, sworn to secrecy for? No. (laughs) What? You met Rob in London? Yeah. We were just friends then, though. Well, right, because he was dating one of your friends. Yeah, yeah. This is wild. <laughs> that was not. If you want to know the, more I, about my study abroad, send in a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back next week. Bye, guys.